0: Welcome everybody to Damage Radio. You're here live on MonkaRadio.com, where music and minds meet. Y'all already know me, I'm Marcy alongside my guest. She's the host of Candy's Kiss Corner and a handful of candy, which can be heard on monkeradio.com where music and minds meet. She's from Ant- uh, Toronto, Ontario, Canada. She has been a part of Damage for om- over 5 years now, I believe. Uh, she's been a fan, most importantly, a friend, and uh, she recently also graced the Monka uh station. The one and only Candy Burton. Candy, welcome back to Damage Radio.
1: That's right. Welcome back to me. Wow. So many memories over the years. I'm so happy to be back for a very special Memorial Day episode on the one and only Damage Radio. That's awesome. Thanks so much for having me. No,
0: The pleasure is all mine, first and foremost. Um, So a lot of the Damage fans already know a lot about you. But for the the first-time listeners, um, tell the Damage fans a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, I, I think I might be the only Canadian <laughs> to ever uh, grace the airwaves on Monco. I'm not sure. Matt can, Matt Porter can kind of correct me on that. But uh, yeah, I mean, so I've, I, I became acquainted with everyone at Monco back in, I want to say 2013 when I uh, started listening to Matt's show. And, you know, I just, I met so many people, so many great people through him, obviously you. Um, and so many of the other hosts on Mako. And, um, you know, really what happened with this whole candy skiss Corner and Handful of Candy thing is that uh, I was shadowing Matt for about eight years, and he was mentoring me and kind of coaching me and believing in me to, to you know, want to do something like this. And um, it was, you know, it happened around a time where I really didn't know which direction I wanted to go in life and, you know, what sort of dreams I had and aspirations that I had. But, you know, listening to Matt's show, I kind of figured, you know what, this is cool stuff. Maybe I can do something with this. And I practiced, you know, I, I, and I'm maybe not tooting my own own horn or anything with this one, but I got really good at it. Really, really good at it. Um, And I'm happy to have my own show or shows, I should say, on Monka Radio. And I'm so um, blessed, you know, to be working alongside so many great people, you included, uh, Matt, of course, and just uh, everyone that has a show and everyone that believes in Mongo.
0: So talk about the importance of having a voice that's live on college radio.
1: So uh, really what it comes down to is, and, and especially during these weird and difficult times that we're all dealing with all around the world, um, you know, having a voice these days is so very, very important, and I really got to thank Matt again, um, you know, for allowing me to have that voice, um, a voice that really, up until now, was not able to be heard by, by you know, by the public and people out there, because um, now people are hearing a different side of me, and, and people are believing, oh, you know what, maybe, maybe she could do this, and maybe she could do that, and people sort of, you know, um, just more more or less believe in me and believe that I can, you know, do something pretty great.
0: Well, how about believing in yourself, too? Well,
1: has, has believing in myself. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so there, there's there been times over the years where I've had a lot of, I don't want to say haters, but people that sort of, like, doubt that I could do this. Um, and so it, it played on me. It weighed on my mind. I felt like I was sort of doubting myself. Like maybe I can't do this. No, no. But then, you know... You you get so much positive feedback and and you hear yourself like the the editing process. I don't know if other people know, but um, obviously the Maka Radio Studio is not open at this point. So we've been doing everything remotely Um, and it's something that I taught myself how to do with some coaching from the one and only John Weinberger of uh, Time Bomb Radio heard on Mako Radio, where music and minds meet. <laughs> um, okay. But, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you sort of, you teach yourself how to do something, you edit out a show, you hammer it out, and you listen to it when it airs. And it's like, yeah, I did that. I knocked that out of the park, and I did that. And it sounds amazing. So that that's that's a huge thing, too. Like I said, believing in yourself is very, very important.
0: Definitely. So um, tell the Damage fans a little bit about, like, your likes and dislikes, and especially in music. Since we are a radio.
1: So with music, um, my go-tos are usually um, hair metal. That's my thing. Um, But for those of you that really know me well, you know that my two favorite bands are Kiss and Ghost. And of course, uh, Candy's Kiss Corner is a Kiss-themed show, and that was sort of inspired by Matt, um, because he has The Kiss Room, which is by far the best Kiss-related podcast out there. And I'm not just saying that. Uh, Matt's pretty great. Um, But yeah, so Kiss is one of the bands that I usually go to. Um, And then Ghost. Ghost was one of those bands where, um, and I'm going to put this out there, and I'm going to put a little disclaimer. Mental health is a serious thing, guys. And if you are dealing with anything, go get help. Whatever that might mean, go talk to somebody. Go get professional help. It's so important. I was dealing with that for many years before I actually got help, professional help. And one of the things that I used to cope was ghost music. And it was one of those things where, you know, I, I would have not suicidal thoughts, but I would sort of question my worth as a human being and wonder if it's really worth it to keep going and, you know, keep on moving forward, right? And so I discovered ghost music, and um, I did a complete 180, and I was able to sort of put their music on for an hour, two hours, escape, and then I could come out of it thinking straight, and able to move forward. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I know. Um, and I mean, and music is so powerful and that's, I've never felt, I mean, no kiss, kiss will always be number one in my heart. Right. But there was something special about ghost. I didn't know what it was, whether it was his voice, the music itself, the costumes, the lyrics, I didn't know what it was. Maybe it was all of it put together. I didn't know. Um, but yeah so those those are my go-to and then of course i've got a soft spot for like classic rock um you know sort of the the music that my parents brought me up on so you're talking like led zeppelin and sort of like the classic 70s bands even bon jovi too um aerosmith queen queen was uh, was a big one in my family my mom was a big queen fan um and so and aside from music obviously kiss kiss music ghost music music in general um, but wrestling (laughs) we're here on damage radio we got to talk a little bit about wrestling wrestling has been something that i've enjoyed since i was very very young i think my son's age might and just to put that into perspective my son is nine now um (laughs) time flies doesn't Uh it cameron um so so music and wrestling those are and then of course Monka radio those are the big things for me and wrestling i grew up as a little girl that heard the rock on the microphone um the rock was one of those guys that was just all around like a great entertainer he was so great on the mic like you could give him a a topic go out there and talk no script no nothing and he'd just knock it right out of the park Um, and he had me howling with laughter, like, (laughs) almost every time I heard him on that microphone or in the ring, the way he taunted the the wrestlers, the way he taunted the, the audience sometimes when he turned heel. And, um, and I'll never forget my very first, um, live wrestling event. It was WWE Raw. I remember the date back in 2003, February 24th. Okay. And that was the day after No Way Out at the time. I guess they they change these pay-per-views around all the time. But that was right after No Way Out when it was Hogan versus Rock. Right? And The Rock came out and he's like, first of all, that was the very first wrestler that came out. And the first wrestler that got me into wrestling, period. Right? But he came out and he did a 20-minute promo. Wow, exactly, wow Um, And then as years went on uh, You know, I started getting into guys Like Chris Jericho, Randy Orton was a favorite Not so much anymore If if y'all follow wrestling now, you'll know why (laughs) But uh, And and John Cena at one point I'm not a big John Cena fan now But that's a story for a different day Um, my, My favorite My favorite is actually standing right behind me right now I don't know if you can see him Oh, yeah. uh, the fiend, <laughs> the fiend uh, is definitely my favorite now. But yeah, so music, wrestling, uh, Monco Radio, those are the things that keep me going, and those are just sort of my uh, some of my interests.
0: See, it's it's interesting you said the fiend because like you got the, like like uh, Mick Foley who has the three faces of Foley. Now Bray has different faces, uh, you know, whether it's just the Mr. Rogers kind or the fiend as you see behind you. Um, are there different sizes of candy that you know like that you like to express on how how, how you feel on different days that you well, like to bring out on your radio?
1: Let me just put this out there and you can take it for what it's worth. Um, the horns are holding up the halo. Hmm. <laughs>
0: Interesting.
1: <laughs> no, um, you know, I'm I'm a pretty laid back person. I'm I'm pretty easygoing and I'm a pretty likable you know, kind of girl, and um, I just, you know, I go with the flow, and you know, pe- people know that it, they can always come to me for whatever they might they might need, positive, negative. They want to laugh, they want to cry, or they just want to yell and get get uh, their frustrations out. Um, that's that's me, that's me almost every day.
0: Right. So let's let's make it perfectly clear. Um, you're a single mother. Um, you have a pandemic going on. Still, a year and a half later, um, you you talked about mental health. It's not easy, just in general, having a family, having kids, but having everything on your back while trying to stay positive, while trying to reach out to your family, a Monica radio family as well. um, Talk about the highs and lows and that and how, you know, having a voice, how important it is for you. And and for this disease that's out there.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, the, the, the pandemic has been something that kind of blindsided everybody. Um, and, you know, we all deal with it in different ways. And we all, you know, express our frustrations in different ways. And, you know, towards the beginning of it, you know, when we all thought that this would blow over in two, three weeks you know I was pretty positive for the most part and then we get into like May, June, July, even August and this is still going on and it was starting to really um <clears throat> it was starting to really weigh on me then right um and so it, it took me a while to figure this all out but you know finding a good way of coping was was the huge thing um you know when you've got mental health uh, issues like myself and I'm, I'm quite public with this I have depression and anxiety it's not—it's not anything that I, you know, look down on. It's—it's it's part of me. It's part of life, and, you know, you just—you just deal with it as best as you can. And again, I encourage everybody: if you—if you're all dealing with something, go get help. Like, do not stay silent. Go get help, because silence is—is is the killer, is really what it is. Um, but yeah, so like I was saying, just finding—finding finding your way of coping with it. Everybody's different. So for me, there's a few things that I do. Um, and so one of them, obviously, is just cranking the music. I just put those, you know, Beats by Dre headphones on and I crank that crap to 11, right? Um, and again, Kiss and Ghosts are my go-to. Like, they're the ones that are, you know, my, my therapy. They get me through a lot of, of, you know, the nonsense that's going out there. So there's that. And then the other thing I like to do, <laughs> and people are going to laugh when they hear this, people that understand what it's like. I love editing. I love editing. I love putting my shows together and I love listening to it back and being like, yeah, I did that. And you know, this sounds good. Maybe I can try this next time. And um, you know, it, it, the other thing that I do and, and I'm just going to put this out there, a tip for, ed- for everybody who maybe are struggling with mental health or, you know, how do I get through this pandemic? How do I do it? Take an hour each day, every day, self-care whatever that might mean, take a bubble bath, read a book, listen to music, watch a wrestling event, listen to your favorite show on Mako, right? Um, but an hour, all the housework and everything else just falls by the wayside. You need to have a well-oiled machine to be able to take care of everything else around you. And I'm speaking from the perspective of a parent, right? Because as, as you mentioned, I am a single mom. I have a child. He's nine years old um, and, <clears throat> who also has autism and ADHD. So you can imagine what this whole pandemic is doing to him, right? It's a major shift in what he's used to, his schedule. And, you know, he can't see his friends. He can't really, you know, see his family all that much. So, you know, just just finding whatever works for you, whatever, you know, just, just put a little bit more effort towards maybe if I if I order this, you know, dinner or food or whatever. Maybe I'll put this movie on or maybe I'll do this for him. Just little things like that. Finding what works for him, finding what works for you. But again, self-care is one of the most important things. Whatever that might be, do it. Just do it. It's
0: funny that you said that because uh, that's one thing I have not done in a long, long time that um, people were encouraging me to do. Um, a little insight which people don't know about me as well probably Um I'm married with two kids, one also on the spectrum. Um, I have a wonderful wife who uh, is doing virtual schooling with two young crazy kids, um, one pre-K, one kindergarten, and um, she's a superwoman of the family. Yes, we might not see you know you know odds all the time, especially with this pandemic when no one knows what to believe anymore. But um, yeah. Uh, Self-care is very important. I'm, I'm one of the ones that want to make sure everyone else is okay. And then I put myself last. And I realize that's not healthy and something that you cannot do. So that's why when we can't be in the studio, Thursday nights, you know, damage radio, get, I'm getting it out by Monday, going to play basketball, go and do something healthy, exercise, get your mind out of the gutter and do something good. Because I also struggled with um, – depression. And I know the ups and downs that music can do for you. I went through the country phase of just drinking the whiskey and sitting in my garage at the the bar where I am right now and just listening to that sad music and just drinking and staying away from everybody because I don't want to talk. Then going into the, the heavy phase of falling in reverse and the music falling in reverse and listening to, you know, music like that that maybe not might be the um the best thing to listen to when you're down then listening to like the positive music the love music you know that's you know just making you smile and making you write i write when i'm when i'm down i like to write I like to write out my feelings and uh and try to get through that way but most importantly reaching out finding that help is most important too
1: and let me also put forward that, <clears throat> you know, finding your way of coping or your way of, you know, practicing self-care is a concept that um, is not very easily learned, if that makes any sense. It takes a while to sort of accept the fact that, you know what, you need to put yourself first, um, you know, and you need to be a well-oiled machine to be able to take care of everything else around you. So... The last thing you want to do as well is beat yourself up, RC, right? You cannot beat yourself up for that. It's a concept that you will learn over time and you'll find your ways. And and uh, let me also share a quote. And uh, I think everyone else can also benefit from this. It's a quote that I learned through our good friend, Matt, the ultimate kiss fan Porter. Um, Cause you know, over the last few months, things have been really super, super difficult and I confided in Matt one day. And he shared this quote with me. As a matter of fact, he shared a song with this quote in the song. It's called Become the Storm by D. Snyder. Listen to it. You'll see what I mean. But there's a quote that I want to share. It says, the rain is nothing to fear when you become the storm. And it's so freaking true. It's mm. deep. It is. It is. And I listened to the song about a gazillion times after he sent it to me. It is now on my repeat list on Spotify. I listen to it at least once a day to remind me that, you know what, yeah, you know what, you're going through some heavy things right now, but you're going to get through it because you are the storm.
0: Right. And the importance of uh, believing in that and also having a good team behind you. Um, I know if we didn't have a good team for, for my son, my son wouldn't be making the leaps and bounds that he's making right now. Because not every day is easy, but when you see the progress and you see that smile, it makes it all worth it. And it's good to have a good balance. That's the one good thing that I have here. We have balance. Whether if she says yes, I say no, it's still a balance where we're trying to see it from different points of view. And that's exactly. the hardest thing. Accepting and understanding. And that's the most important thing. Regarding, I know with my son accepting um, his diagnosis and, you know, thinking, you know, it's just he's fine, you know, and really coming to grips with it. And understanding it and knowing what autism spectrum disorder is all about and then then going from there and understanding, you know, some people might not want to hang out with you anymore. And knowing how knowing how to pick your friends and knowing that people come come in and out of your life, but the ones that stick in your life, that's the ones that you cherish. The ones that are there for you when you fall. The ones that pick you up. And that's that's completely damaged that's that's that's. and
1: listen completely damaged cue the soundbite matt where are you
0: yeah right (laughs) let's talk about him (sighs) let's talk about matt um obviously how'd you find about how'd you find out about the airwaves of monka radio was it matt the kiss kiss reporter
1: oh man i love telling this story so it was back in 2012 it was late 2012 um, I got a random friend request on Facebook from a guy named Chris Giordano, and Chris Giordano is one of the best, one of the best Paul Stanley uh, tribute artists out there, and so he, he sent me a friend request this one day, and he was all done up in, like, makeup, costume, and whatnot, um, and I'm obviously a big Kiss fan, I'm a big Paul Stanley fan, so I decided to take a chance and accept it when I don't normally accept um, friend requests from people that I don't know, people that we don't have mutual friends or nothing. I took one hell of a chance adding him, didn't I? So he added me back and then he started posting like Star Child moments where every day he'd sing about 20, 30 seconds of a Kiss song, you know, in his Paul Stanley sort of persona, right? And then he started posting about this amazing show on Monco Radio called The Kiss Room. And I had never heard of a podcast that was, you know, even remotely related to Kiss. So I decided to check it out one day and um, you know, Chris promised me on this, on this one show is March, 2013. I remember the date. Um, and so Chris Jordan promised me, okay, if you listen, I'll give you a shout out, tell me you're listening, right? Like, okay, I'm listening, I'm listening. And so he mentioned me on that show. And from there on in, um, I caught every single Kiss Room episode there was, and I haven't missed an episode since. And then a year or so after that, so fast forward to about 2014 now, um, I remember this one day, uh, Matt messaged me, and he goes, Okay, we are live on Completely Damaged Radio. If you're a wrestling fan, which I know you are, you got to listen to this. So, of course, I tuned in. Um, And uh, if Ferran Derry is listening, I know he remembers the date, so maybe he can chime in on this. But... um, I remember tuning in that one day and you and Fran and Matt and Kooks were all having a ball with this tag me a date business.
0: <laughs> oh, I know. Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> so you guys damaged. are having a ball with this tag me a date business and you're like you're you're praying for a miracle that somehow the conversation will shift and who calls in? Moi. I called in, I saved the day mm. and the rest is completely damaged and and I, I said this um, when I was in the studio a couple of years ago, but I went back on iTunes and I devoured your old catalog. I listened to all the old episodes that you did, every single one of them. So I have not missed a completely damaged episode either. Wow. So going back to Matt Porter though, as I mentioned earlier in the show, um, you know, I, I discovered the kiss room around a time where I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I didn't really know what I was into anymore. And I started listening to Matt and he was so kind and so, um, you know, inspirational and he believed in me, believed in I could do this when I didn't believe in myself at first. Right. Um, and so, yeah, shout out to Matt, Matt, you are one inspirational son of a gun, I tell you. Um, and you know, I'm so happy that we met. I'm so happy that Chris Giordano added me, (laughs) you know, eight or nine years ago. And um, just thank you for everything that you've done for me, giving me a voice on Monco. And really, I I think I can speak on behalf of everybody um, when I say this, including you, RC, that we do appreciate Matt being the backbone of Monco and being able to give us um, that opportunity for our voices to be heard. So Matt, shout out to you. Keep on going and keep on keeping on.
0: Especially now with this pandemic, you realize what Matt does for us keeping Monco radio alive. That's not you know, there's meetings of course and you know, that's for another time, but he really makes sure everyone's show goes up and that is running, that people are trying to notice us while doing his job at Monco. This is just, you know, like he's helping us out and I don't think a lot of people realize how much of a help he really is doing for us. Because it's so easy just for people just to say, I want a show, I'm doing a show, it's my show. It's like just like having a TV show. There's cameramen, there's audio, there's so much thing that goes into a show. That's Matt Porter.
1: Yeah, and if it weren't for Matt, um, I really don't think there'd be Mongo Radio as we know it, especially during the, uh, the pandemic. Um, as you said, he's the one that makes sure that our voices are heard. There's brand new content every single day on Monco Radio. Like, what other radio station during a pandemic does that? Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're really one of a kind. And we should, you know, take a minute to sort of thank Matt Porter. Because if it weren't for him, we would not be sitting here right now.
0: And I don't think completely damage would be still going right now if it wasn't for Matt Porter. I met him, uh, gosh, uh, 2007.
1: So you were a student at Monco at that time, yes. weren't you?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went. I was, in, uh, I was in the weight room working out. And for, for a class that I had, and I went upstairs and I saw him and someone else watching wrestling. I walked in and I was like, You like wrestling? I do. You like wrestling as well? And it was like <laughs> love at first sight. And then I told him how I had this show, completely damaged wrestling, wrestling show with my uh, buddy at the time, Brock. And um, he helped us out. He filmed some stuff up up, up in the old phys ed building. And uh, then we started doing shows together at Triple WA which was in uh, Zern's Farmer's Market at the time. And uh, then I met his brother, Anthony. And then we met Sean. And we got a little like crew going. And to go to these conventions, it wasn't about the wrestling. It was about the bond that you get got with people that believe in your product and stand by your product when you're not paying them a dime because you're not making a dime. And that's the thing you realize. The people who come into your life... Never take advantage of something that comes into your life that care about you so freaking much.
1: Exactly. You know?
0: Always make sure that they know that they're loved. Always make sure that you appreciate them. And that's the most important thing that, that I make sure that I do. Yeah, I'm not perfect. But every day I make sure to let people know, hey, thank you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I thank you for for being that, that friend that I could always count on. And, um, you know, there's... I look, I can count my friends on one hand, and I'm not just saying that, right? And they're all from Monco. Matt, you and a couple of others that are really, really close and so near and dear to my heart. So
0: Definitely. Uh well, likewise, Candy likewise. Um, talk a little bit about uh you know, the professional wrestling scene now. With the pandemic going on for a little bit there, there was no fans. It was all virtual. How much of a, as you being a wrestling fan, how much did that take away from the action?
1: So um, it was a little bit difficult, a tough pill to swallow at the beginning of the pandemic when there was no audience, mm-hmm. not even Thunderdome, right? Um, you know, when they would go live from the performance center, the WWE Performance Center, and there was no audience, there were no cheering, no booze, no nothing. Um, and it was really weird at first. It was like, wow, like how do, how do they feed off of the audience? How do they feed off of each other when there's no audience, right? And then I, um, I read an article where Chris Giordano, uh, Chris Giordano sorry, Chris Jericho, <laughs> Chris Jericho was being interviewed and he gave everybody a good tip. And this is one that worked with me, which is that, okay, when you're watching these live wrestling events with no audience, just turn the volume down, mute your television, and it helped because then I could imagine that the audience was booing, um, you know, Roman Reigns or maybe they were booing Brock Lesnar or, or booing some other heel that we don't like. Right. right. Um, or maybe cheering for our favorites like this guy standing behind me, The Fiend. Right. Mm-hmm. And then um, I was it, it started <clears throat> it started coming back when I guess they would have. I guess they were NXT hopefuls, right? That they would put in the audience. I'm guessing yes. that's that mm-hmm. was that, yeah. So, uh, so they brought them in the audience, and so I mean, even though it was all scripted, right? It was nice to see some form of an audience there. Um, it was nice to see them booing the bad guys, cheering the good guys, and then they brought the Thunderdome back, and you know, th- the fans themselves were there in some way, shape, or form. Um, that was really cool to see that. Although every any time that uh, the hard cam would be on TV and I could see the side where there were no screens, that was a little bit weird to see. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you know, WrestleMania a month and a half ago, uh, you know, was the first time they brought an audience back. That was really cool. And, you know, we, we I'm going to pause for a second because I kind of lost my train of thought. So, okay. So, throughout this whole pandemic, right, people are getting into their wrestling, you know, Raw, SmackDown, whatever. And, you know, you tend to like different wrestlers and you tend to sort of um, get into new ones, like this guy standing behind me, who's staring right into my soul right now, by the way. Yes, uh, yes. <laughs> so, I mean, I was a big fan of The Miz and then he sort of changed his gimmick with Johnny Drip Drip. What, what sort of nonsense is that? It's WWE. WWE, exactly. So, I mean, The Fiend, I've always been a big fan of The Fiend. I was, I was a fan of him back when he was, uh, you know, in the Tough Enough days, and he was Husky Harris, right?
0: Oh, my um, gosh. That's a throwback.
1: I know, right? Um, and so, and like you mentioned earlier, like guys like Mick Foley, he had how many different characters? My goodness. The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, he was Husky Harris. Then he was just simply Bray Wyatt of the Wyatt family. And then he came back as the fiend Bray Wyatt. And then he came back as, uh, you know, that creepy sort of nursery rhyme character. And then sort of Wyatt's gym. Did you see that nonsense? <laughs> you
0: no. Know, is he back now?
1: He is back. He hasn't been on, um, in a few weeks actually, but he did come back at, oh gosh, help me out here. The pay-per-view fast lane. He came back at fast um, and he was like, he was burned up, obviously. He came from the grave and, yes. um, you know, made his official comeback, I guess, if you want to put it that way, at WrestleMania. So that was kind of cool. Um, but, you know, over the years, like I said, The Rock was a big one when I first got into wrestling. And then over the years, Chris, uh, Chris Jericho was a big one. Um, I was I, I was and still am a big Edge fan. And then you get newer guys that sort of come into the scene that have been sort of you know in NXT making a name for themselves guys that you might know um we well you know him as Punisher Martinez and we know him as Damian Priest um and then guys like Matt Riddle um you know stuff like that and guys that really seem to know what they're doing and you you can speak to this because you were a temporary student I guess if you want to put it that way in the same school that Riddle and uh and Damian Priest were brought up in in the Monster Factory, um, so you know developing new talent, bringing them into the business. Guys like Damian Priest and and Matt Riddle, um, you know, kind of get stuck in your head as Well, they they know what the heck they're doing in there. They're really making a name for themselves. I mean, heck, they had their WrestleMania moments this year. How often does that happen? Weeks or months even after you get uh, into the business. How often does that happen? Doesn't happen Not often. Enough. Um, so yeah, I mean And people kind of make fun of me Still sometimes, like, oh, why do you watch Wrestling? It's fake. Guys Whoever said wrestling is fake You're a poser mm-hmm. <laughs> Wrestling is not fake. It is not It is not, and you can attest to this, okay
0: Hashtag poser I haven't heard that, that word in a long time wow. <laughs> Look at you go Look at you go,
1: eh? A eh,
0: eh Eh, we talking about
1: Which uh, no that's the look hey that's a common misconception that is newfie language and newfoundland is a province that we have up here in canada right but canada a that's kind of our thing what are you talking about
0: oh yeah yeah. (laughs) so um yeah speaking of the world famous monster factory danny cage he's tearing it up there in Paulsboro, new jersey uh he was part of the performance center there uh He hooked me up a few times with Punisher Martinez, Matt Riddle racing us at the Manko Radio, Um, Steve Cutler, um, who was part of the Forgotten Ones, who now is going to be back and being Macklin again, and uh, will probably grace the world-famous Monster Factory and hopefully be back on Damage Radio. Yep, and the one and only um, the OG himself, who was part of Dark, who's Came from the the bottom and now he's here, but Drake likes to say, Um "Royal money." Oh,
1: so you, you had, had a you just had, had, good had good to bring with. that name up, didn't you? You had to
0: well, do I, it. I well, I always look at the picture online, and he's you know giving you a, a nice little hello with with a, one of his fingers, and uh, you know uh-huh. you guys are ho- holding on to the belt. Just oh, the chemistry God. that you guys have, and you guys didn't even meet until that day he, when you. He's the his,
1: biggest. Look, he's the biggest heel I know and I'm the biggest baby face I know. But look, guys, in all reality, okay, I I I hate that little guy. I <laughs> well, no, not really. But no, Roll Money, um, what can I say about him? He's he's such a down-to-earth person, a down-to-earth guy. You know, and he's one of those true friends that I told you I could count on one hand, right? Um, Roll Money's always been there for me, and as much as I do not like that guy. As much as I hate his ugly face, he's one of my true dear friends. Um, so shout out to Roll Money if you're listening. Thanks for always being there for me.
0: Definitely. It, it's guys like that. It's like, and also, for me, being able to get the opportunity um, to do that camp at the World Famous Monster Factory, which a lot of people you know, said maybe wasn't a good idea, but uh, I made it through. I did pretty well. I was 37 at the time, I think. And Matt and I were talking about it, and we're like, it's a great idea. Let's go get footage from um, commentator to professional wrestler. And that day, being able to do the flips, take the bumps, and I took it seriously. Like, the past three weeks leading up to that, I was running at night. I was, you know, not sitting at home eating bonbons and all that stuff, you know, Fritos. I was really like, because I knew, I'm going to get my you-know-what whooped. And I got to be prepared for this. So I got the knee pads, you know, Matt made fun of me for the knee pads, you know, and the elbow pads. He's like, what are you doing? But, you know, that's for a different show. But.
1: So, And yeah, I, I definitely understand uh, where you're coming from because, you know, when you when you are a wrestler for a day and you take those bumps, you kind of, you know, learn to appreciate the, uh, the art of, of professional wrestling a little bit more, you know, once you take those bumps. And, um, you know, not to bring this subject up, but... I was actually in the ring a couple times with certain people who might not be named. Um, but I actually took a couple of bumps myself. I took the nastiest chop I've ever seen anybody take. And I had bruises for a week to show for it. Um, and after that, and apparently I took it like a champ, by the way. Um, but after that, you know, you, you take the bump, you have those bruises for a week, and you kind of go, you know what? No, it's, it's 100% real. What these guys do in the ring is no joke um and once you do that for yourself even for a minute you learn to appreciate it more so
0: and you threw yourself right in there like i mean because like you were doing um some interviews uh representing damage in canada and and all that like where did that confidence level come from Like, like were you just like you know i know this business i i love professional wrestling let me try this and see if i can do it
1: yeah i mean i i took a chance and tried to see what i could do but it all comes down to believing in your brand as well and i wanted to do what i could to bring damage radio up to canada that was the other part of it um not only did i believe in myself i knew i could do it i knew the business i knew wrestling um i know heck i know how to interview i know what i'm doing out there but i wanted to promote damage radio as well
0: so who's one of your um you know uh people that you wish to interview in the future Wrestling, oh, non-wrestling, gosh. musicians, um, anything.
1: I'm looking at him right now, but he's not so saying anything. The fiend. So the fiend. I would love to interview The Fiend. Um, and, you know, there's a few others that I would love to talk to. I've Obviously, I would love to sit down for an hour and talk to Damien Priest. I want to talk to Matt Riddle and sort of get their background on the, on the Monster Factory. And, you know, even if we don't record anything, even if it doesn't make it to air, I just want to sit down and chat with these guys. Um, and another one I'll put out there, and I'll explain why in a minute, other than being a force to be reckoned with in the ring, I'd love to sit down and talk to Sasha Banks. Um, mm-hmm. Sasha Banks and I kind of come from different backgrounds in the sense that, um, you know, her, I don't know if you know this, her brother actually has autism. Really? And so she's, she's had a hard life growing up and she kind of had to be the mother, um, you know, helping, to t- helping her mom take care of her own brother. You know, dr- dropping out of school and and staying home with with her brother so that her mother could work, and so she's she's got quite the story to tell. And I would love to just sit and talk to her, um, and kind of get her background. And obviously, she there's so many that inspira- inspired her to be the best that she could be. And I just I'd love to sit down and talk to her. Um, I would love to sit down and talk to Trish Stratus. Trish Stratus is another one of those inspirational. Um, Females that, uh, you know, kind of open the doors of sort of modern day wrestling for these, uh, you know, women that are now in in the female division, the wrestling division. Right. And, you know, guys like as much as he is a heel, I'd love to sit down and talk to Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is a, is a big one. He's got a big history. Pretty much anyone in the Anawaii family I'd love to sit down and talk to. Um, but obviously this guy being the biggest one.
0: How about non-wrestling? How about, like, uh, sports-wise? Like, uh, how about, like, Matt, I think his name was Matt Sundin.
1: Oh, I think Matt Sundin. So, for those of you listening, in Toronto, we have the best hockey team in the world. They're known as the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, so, Matt Sundin and the Toronto Maple Leafs organization, um, they also hold a special place in my heart. And reason being is because, and, and I, again, I don't normally talk about this, so this is a Damage Radio exclusive right now. Um, I have uh, an autoimmune illness that's known as Crohn's disease, okay? And so throughout my teenage years, I spent a lot of time at Toronto Sick Kids Hospital. And what the Toronto Maple Leafs do every year is they make a visit to the hospital. They go and visit all the kids in all the wards. And for those kids that are well enough to go down to the lounge, we have something there called Marnie's Lounge, um, which is a spa where all the kids can come hang out, watch movies, do crafts, play video games, And we would all go down there and we'd all hang out with the Toronto Maple Leafs. And Matt Sundin is, has always been my favorite player and he's the one that walked into the studio first, shook my hand, took a picture with me. And I was actually on the Toronto sun, the front page of the Toronto sun, which is a major newspaper we have up here with Matt Sundin sitting on a Harley Davidson. Okay. Um, I would love to sit down and talk to him again. Like we have a lot of history with, you know, between the hospital and the Leafs organization so I would love to sit and talk to him As far as music um, There's There's so many I'd love to talk to Like on one on one day I'd love to talk to Dee Snyder, and then maybe on another day I'd love to talk to like um, You know Axl Rose But the two that are Definitely tied for first place Of guys that I really want to talk to I'd love to sit down and talk to Paul Stanley Being a big Kiss fan um, And I would love to sit down and talked to Tobias Forge who is the lead singer of Ghost um, who I actually had the privilege of meeting a couple of years ago but it was so quick it was so brief he was a really nice guy but obviously there wasn't enough time to sort of you know sit and talk to him so yeah um between wrestling sports and music those are sort of my go-to people that I'd love to talk to
0: nice so let's talk about um you finally gracing go to Pennsylvania uh what led up to that and that was um i mean you never met anyone of us like you talked to us you know through skype and all that but that took a lot of guts to get on a bus go i'm going to guess and say 16 hours i believe i'm not sure
1: so it was to do that yeah oh. it was 13 and a half just to get down there um It was a long bus ride but it was so worth it um you and lindsay and your family and everybody at monco have have always been so great to me um i would do it again in a heartbeat to be honest um i would listen if the bus ride took 48 hours i'd do it it's not too long don't ever say it's too long um i do anything for you guys you guys are all my family my extended family so what led up to that was you know the couple of years leading up to that actual trip, I had been saying, like, oh, I'm going to, and you remember this, oh, I'm going to come out there, I'm going to come and hang out with all you guys and maybe go on the radio. It's definitely a dream of mine. And then it ended up not happening for one reason or another, whether it was finances or because I'm I'm a mom, right? I'd have to find, you know, care for my son. And um, eventually I had that opportunity and I just basically said, F it, I'm doing it. I'm gonna do it. There's no looking back. I'm doing it. So I got on that bus, and 13 and a half hours later, I arrived in town hang out with you and Lindsay, met your family, get to Monco. And you might remember this actually on our way to the studio, as we were about to make that left towards Monco. Um my anxiety just shot right up. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what's up? What's wrong? What's wrong? I went, I I can't believe I'm here right now. I'm going to meet Matt Porter and I'm going to get to go in the studio. And uh, it all became really, you know, so real at that point. Um, But yeah, and then I remember getting on the bus. I don't know if I told you this, but getting on that bus, going home um, after, you know, sort of experiencing everything, seeing the campus, meeting you, meeting Matt and meeting everybody else. I remember getting on that bus and I went, this is what I'm going to do for a living. This is going to be my career. And I'm not even kidding. I said that out loud on the bus. This is going to be my career. And there you go.
0: So, speaking of career, um, what are the opportunities there in Canada for being a radio broadcast host?
1: Well, I mean, obviously, during the pandemic, there's really not much out there. So even even like local radio stations we're not are not doing live shows um they're not even putting out new content right now so i mean i'm building up my resume as we speak you know being able to do this on monco with with my extended family right um but going forward you know there's there's definitely opportunities up here there's you know very popular radio stations namely q107 is a big one um, classic Rock q 107 I better say it properly, or they'll never hire me. Um, and then we've got uh, Durham's Classic Rock CKDO, which is another big one. Um, we got 102.1 The Edge. Is, it's another one in Toronto that's really big. Um, and then we also have um, Chum FM and then 1050 Chum, which are also popular ones. They've been around for years. So there's lots of opportunities for you know being a radio host or just doing sort of anything. In that respect, and then of course, uh, if you're if you're lucky enough to get in, like the Q107 as an example, Q107 promotes a lot of the concerts that we have up here, so like big name concerts, Bon Jovi, Kiss, um, you know, Guns N' Roses, Poison, um, Motley Crue, you name it. And so these uh, radio hosts, some of them actually get to appear on location and interact with the fans, which is something that obviously I enjoy doing. I'm a social butterfly, right? Um so yeah lots of opportunity uh that could come my way um being able to do this as a radio host
0: So what's one thing Candy of now what tell Candy of um the beginning
1: Sorry the beginning of what
0: of your journey of you know finding yourself finding
1: So you know. the beginning of my journey and again I'm going to go back to 2013 was The very first episode of the kiss room I heard, and the rest is as a kiss fan, we say it's history, the rest is history. Um, because I found myself, found my interest, and found something that not only did I enjoy, but I was really good at it. And again, I'm not over here tooting my own horn or anything, I'm just speaking the but truth. To- right? to- yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that was the start of it. Um, and now being able to do two shows on Mako and you know grace the airwaves with you and with uh you know john and matt and everybody else at monco um is really a dream come true
0: let's talk about those two shows first let's talk about um candy's kiss corner uh tell the damage fans a little bit about that when is it aired and all that good stuff
1: so candy's kiss corner obviously is a kiss theme show and uh obviously the inspiration behind that was matt porter um in the kiss room um and it's all kiss music we celebrate album anniversaries the odd time i might have uh, an interview or two to do um, i know you've been on that show before uh your right hand man arthur the bullet litman's been on with me before of course matt porter i've also uh, been lucky enough to interview bill starkey on two different occasions bill starkey uh for those of you that don't know is the founder of the kiss army or the co-founder of the kiss army um and candy's kiss corner uh, every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern uh, on Monco Radio where music and minds meet uh, is so much fun to do, um, especially when Kiss is one of your favorite bands. It's so, uh, it's so much fun. Um, and then the second show that I have is called A Handful of Candy. And really how that came about was I remember sitting down with Matt. This was late the, sort of the latter part of 2020. I sat down with Matt and I'm like, you know what? I love Kiss, but there's so many other bands that I also like, and I want to do sort of a mixture of everything else and give everybody a taste of a different side of Candy. Because everyone that knows me knows Candy is a big Kiss fan, but little do they know there's so many other bands that I'm into um, as we talked about. So like Ghost and you know, Molly Cruz, another favorite, one of mine, um, Any any hair metal band really. And so I said to Matt, I go, look, I'd love to have another time slot, can we do that? And he said, yeah. Absolutely. So a handful of candy is really exactly that a handful of candy literally, figuratively, however you want to take that, but it's a little bit of everything. So I might play kiss one day, I might play hair metal another day, I might play classic rock another day, right? Um, and that show, every, fun. Exactly. It, that's what it's all about. It's just having fun and enjoying yourself and what better way to do it than have a show on Monco and be able to get everyone else to have fun with you? Um, but yeah, so a handful of candy every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, yeah, so it's just, it's so much fun. I'm so, I'm so blessed. I'm so lucky to be able to do what I can do right now and, and hang out with so many people and, and, uh, you know, be a friend to everybody and be there for everybody.
0: So what are your goals for the, uh, the rest of the year, 2021?
1: Uh, just, you know. Honestly, take it one day at a time and just enjoy what you're doing with uh, with with the shows that I'm doing rather. Um, And like I say, and let's let's put this Monco Radio thing aside for a second. Like I said, mental health is no joke these days. And I will say it again. Get help. It's not anything to be frowned upon. It's not there's no more negative stigma attached to it like it's so mainstream and it's there's so many people that are dealing with it, with it. but the last thing that you want to do is not go and get help whether you're going to a professional whether you're confiding in a friend or whether you're indulging in some self-care whatever you need to do that's going to be my goal this year is to not make the, mis- the same mistakes i did last year and the year before and the year before that where i didn't put myself first and i didn't enjoy what i was doing and i didn't you know grab life by the balls And just go and run with whatever I have You know what I mean So that's going to be my goal for 2021
0: Nice So most importantly When are we going to get some
1: merch <laughs> There's no merch yet uh, But we're working on getting flyers That's a start, <laughs> so, hey, hey, that's start. Uh, And listen If anyone wants those flyers You should come down to Rock and Pod August 6th, 7th, and 8th And join us We're all going to be there are you gonna go i am gonna go if everything checks out with the you know border control and whatnot i will definitely be down there partying with everybody how can i not listen all my favorite podcasters in one room plus it's my birthday that weekend
0: oh that then you're definitely gonna be winning
1: exactly exactly okay
0: candy uh, i want to say uh thank you so much for uh gracing me today with uh your presence on this memorial day and um Appreciate your, your friendship. Appreciate you being a fan of the show for so long and uh, appreciate you.
1: Thank you so much. And uh, again, shout out to everyone listening. I, I really appreciate you all being there for me, you especially, you and Lindsay and your beautiful family. Um, and, uh, you know, I said it before, I'll say it again. You guys were so kind to me when I came down there. You included me in, you know, family outings that no one's ever done for me before, right? Um, you guys are really wonderful. Shout out to Lindsay, um, you know, for being a warrior of a mother. I tell you, um, I hear stories that you tell me and I see it every day on her, on her Facebook. I see all these beautiful pictures of your boys that you, that you guys post. Um, and kudos to her, shout out to her. And, uh, you know, just keep on radiating that positivity. Your boys are so lucky to have you Lindsay. Um, and you too, Cameron. Right. And of course I got to give, matt porter another shout out as we've been doing throughout this whole show <laughs> but, hashtag porter uh, rules. Yeah, absolutely hashtag where is matt porter anyway that's right. an inside joke um but you know matt thank you so much for always being there for me and for being there for everyone at monco because without you there would not be monco radio as we know it
0: that's right so uh, candy thank you so much for your time today uh damage fans uh make sure you listen every morning 10 a.m on moncoradio.com for music me. If you can't hear the live feed, go to the Podigmatic page or completelydamaged.net. So, Candy, it's an honor for me to say this. You've just been completely damaged on MonkaRadio.com, where music and minds meet. Thank you, Candy. Completely damaged. Completely dead.